there are large portions of God's word that we can only receive when we come into the places for which they were given. GMBA YouthCast. I remember when I was first baptized, I kind of assumed that reading scripture is one of those things everyone knows you're supposed to do, but no one actually does it. But over time, I've come to realize that reading scripture is one of the most indispensable parts of maintaining a relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to talk about today on YouthCast. I'm joined by brothers Jason Monahan and Arturo Tostado III, and we're going to talk all about reading scripture, share a, really, a few really cool personal experiences. You guys want to go ahead and just introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Brother Art from the Albuquerque branch, a teacher in the church. Brother Jason Monahan from Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm a minister of the church, and uh, just very, very happy to be here with you guys. All right, thank you guys. So getting right into the meat of it. First, I want to start with, why does it matter to read scripture personally? And, on, and, and Brother Jason, I think you have a really cool testimony that maybe you could share as part of this answer. I think that, you know, the word of God, if you look at the, the scriptures and, you know, as we read, it's really, you really can't separate the word of God from your walk with Christ. Uh, you referred to an experience that I had, and this is something that I hold near and dear to me that I had when I was a young brother in the church growing uh, with maybe other young brothers had a great desire uh, to read the word of God. And I, at one time, uh, around college time, uh, I was reading like crazy. You talk about the word of God, talk about feasting. I wasn't just nibbling at that time. I was completely entrenched in the word of God. I had a great zeal for it, specifically the Book of Mormon. I would come home from school. I would go up in my bedroom and I would read. My mother would call me down to eat for dinner. I would go eat and I would go back upstairs and I would begin to read again. And I thank God because I don't do that now. I mean, that is a precious time in my life that I had when I was really, really connected to, to, the, to the word of God. So that was happening. And uh, I, my dog died. And when my dog died, I kind of, it really shook me, you know, you know, many of the young people might understand we have pets. We really have a soft place in our heart for them. And my dog died and, and about a week or so went by and I didn't read. I put the word of God aside. And it was as if God was looking down from heaven and says, okay, just, just, just a minute. I'm really missing my time with you. That connection. I, I just can't have this continue on where you're not connecting with me. So I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw these two robbers come up to me. And they says, we want your money. And I was, I was kind of caught off guard. And, and so I took my wallet out. I gave them half of my money. And the one robber says, no, we want the other half too. And I thought to myself, how did they know I only gave them half of my money? So I went in my wallet. I gave them the other half of my money. And they proceeded down to begin to rob people. And I saw this long line of people. And I couldn't even see the end of it. And the robbers began to rob person after person after person. And I said to a sister, I says, you better go call 911. We need help. And I could hear her dialing the phone, 911. I could hear the, the tone. And all of a sudden I saw and I looked, at the, I looked at the robbers and they threw their hands up in the air. And it was like they were so afraid. And the fear that was within them was so, it was, I don't know. I was just shocked at the fear upon their faces. And I thought to myself, what who's coming and what big bazooka guns do they have <laughs> to create that much fear? And so as I as I as I looked back to see what what was the reason for the reaction, I saw three brothers from the ministry 
of my branch. And they weren't carrying guns. They were carrying the Bible and the Book of Mormon, and they were walking towards the robbers. They were putting their hands up in the air. And that was the end of the dream. And I know that in that experience, it was very simple that the Lord was telling me I was being robbed of not only half of what God had given me, the Bible, but the other half was being robbed from me by my, me not taking that time to be connected with Christ with both the Bible and the Book of Mormon. And that, that experience, I believe, is for me to tell all the time because that's the representation of other people, maybe other young people that aren't reading the Word of God. Because it, when you're not in the Word of God, you're being robbed of that connection and blessing that the Lord has for you. So that was a very simple experience I had. That's an awesome experience. I've heard it a number of times. I haven't even heard the whole version before, though. So that was really cool to hear the, all the details of it. So, okay, let's say someone, they haven't maybe established a strong study habit. How, do, how should someone go about approaching it? Where's a good place to start? I can share a recent experience I had with someone that went through a conversion later in life. And they didn't have the upbringing like I did, which I take for granted, you know, growing up in the church, memorizing Bible verses and having those Sunday school lessons. And this person didn't have any of that. And so he didn't know where to start. And, and I thought, well, how can I help him to understand? Because he was trying to read the Bible and he's like, this is confusing to me. So I suggested um, to read alongside videos on YouTube. And there are some really good breakdowns like the Bible Project which um, will give you like a synopsis, a good little summary of the scripture so that when you read it, you can at least look at it and, and put it together. And he started doing that. And <laughs> once he started doing that, he was like, what else can I look for? Scripture related on this, and, you know, on, online and there's commentaries and there's all kinds of things. And it helped him because he was struggling and, and I saw that he was hungry. And once he started using those resources, he was benefiting and I could see that it was legitimate. Great answer. I actually, that was one of the things I had uh, written down also brother Arturo about simple videos that are on YouTube that you, it, it kind of gives you a bird's eye view of the whole book. And then you read it. It kind of like, it's really nice. I agree with you. I think that's a great, a great thing to do. The one thing I will say is, you know, after Genesis comes Exodus, right? So I don't recommend that people go to start in Genesis because <laughs> after Genesis, there's an exodus, you know, because it's, it's <laughs> kind of deep, you know. Um, but I do recommend that, you know, our young people start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because really that's that's the simplicity of the Gospel. And and really just making sure that you eat it in, in bites, bite-sized pieces. Mark, having your own books, don't be reading someone else's books. Have your own. Make it personal. And your highlighter, your notebook. And, uh, and for the Book of Mormon specifically, just begin in First Nephi. But as you're beginning your trek through the Word of God, you have to be patient. You, you, you're you're going to start reading the Word of God, and sometimes it's not going to feel like things are really rolling. And you're going to feel, maybe you're going to get discouraged, but you have to push through that for the first few weeks. And then eventually, and I promise you young people, eventually something is going to click. And you're going to begin to do, you're going to begin to remember this scripture. You're going to write that scripture and everything's going to begin to come together. But you can't lose patience in the beginning because that, that's where your blessing is going to be. Just be patient. You got to, you got to walk before you run. How about the setting where you're studying scripture? What, what is a good place or, or time for it? When it comes to reading the word of God, any setting can be the right setting. 
right? And in this case, um, I had this coworker who we would go out and uh, we'd be in the work truck. And at lunchtime, I, you know, I asked him permission if it was okay for me to read the scriptures. And he said it was fine. And, and I would read. And after, you know, a few weeks of this, um, he started getting curious and he was wondering, you know, about how to start reading the scriptures if he wanted to. And it kind of came from the fact that he was having some concerns at home, some um, relationship things with his wife and, and he wanted to approach God and he didn't quite know how to. And so, you know, I said, well, first we'll start with the prayer, you know, and so we're parked and I give him the, the scriptures and he starts reading. And when he started reading, there was something in there that, that was very um, accurately close to what was going on in his life. And he took that as a, uh, as a message from God saying, you know, I know what, what's going on in your life and I know that you need help in this situation and I can help you. And initially too, he was scared because when someone is confronted with the possibility that God is communicating with you, it can be um, intimidating. And so then I, I told him, well, you know, we can proceed from here, but um, you know, we'll read more scripture and, and we'll do more praying. And over time, as this progressed, everything that he was hoping for that would happen um, in his family and his household was, was going in that direction to the point where he had continued um, going to church for about a year with his wife and his, and his family. And by then I had moved to another department at work. So one morning when I get to work I'm in the parking lot and I see him across and it's in the early hours. So it's kind of dark. It's about 5 a.m. And I see his face and his face is glowing. And I, I've never seen anything like that. Not, not before, not after. Um, and so I walked up to him and I was like, and I asked him, you know, how are you doing? I said, I noticed there's, I said, your face is glowing. <laughs> and, and he said, uh, I was baptized this weekend. And I got to see that change. And I may not have seen it if I weren't taking that time on those lunch breaks. And, and so I was very surprised, you know, the original question is, is there a time and place where you can uh, read the scriptures? And I think it's, it's, it really is anywhere, anywhere that the, when your heart is right, when you're seeking and, and you have a desire to communicate with God, you can, you know, now we have the, the technology in our hands where we, we have the scriptures wherever we go. And, so you, you can use the scriptures at, at any point in your life. Brother Tariq, that's, that's, that's beautiful. You think of the scripture, what says, I think it's David said, I have hid thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You know, and, and when we, we apply the word of God in our lives, it, it allows us to become more like Christ. It brings about that change that you're speaking of, which is fantastic. Um, what was the, what was, the, what was the question? I asked is like, when, when or where is a good setting? Oh, thank you. Well, this will be great to play. Um, you know, <laughs> I think honestly, everyone's different, but I think at the end of the day, without distraction at wherever the place is that you can be alone with Christ and, and not only pray beforehand or fast about your, 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 your desire for the word of God, but, but also when you're done, 
save some time to ponder upon the things of God. And really, at that time, sometimes when our hearts are open, that's when God speaks to us and reveals himself to us. So that's, it's important. So prayer, fasting, but just without distraction. And that and, psalm that our brother quoted is a uh, 119.11. I also have that one. And something that he mentioned, um, you know, in the King James Version, it says he treasured it in his heart. David did. And, and that's something, you know, to treasure something in your heart. What is your heart treasure? If it treasures the word of God, then you're ready to, to face any challenges um, because it's stored there. And, and anytime somebody comes and has questions or has a need, if you have the word of God in you, you can help them. But if you don't, um, you'll be left there challenged. And I've had, I remember when I first started teaching that I would uh, have these conversations with some of the brothers and sisters and they would ask me questions like, well, how do I answer when someone asks this? Or how do I answer when someone asks that? And I said, well, a good way to start is to be knowledgeable in the, in the word of God, you know, read and, and give me the questions and, and I'll do the best that I can to assist. But honestly, the, the best defense is to have the word of God in you. And once you have that, when people come, you'll be prepared. How about when, and you, you both touched on this a little bit, but what about when we're reading and we want to have a deeper understanding or, or things aren't quite coming together? What are things we can do? Brother, you had a testimony about that. This might be a good time to share that. Well, I was living in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada at the time, and I was struggling spiritually since there was no branch to attend. This was back in 2000. And so I went to a spiritual conference in Anaheim. And I remember a lot of brothers and sisters, you know, they brought up the, the idea of fasting. And I thought, that's so random. Or is it, <laughs> you know, all these people keep bringing it up. Like, are they trying to tell me something? Or is God trying to tell me something? So I went back to, to Las Vegas thinking on that, like, God is, you know, are you asking me to fast? And so I, I prayed and, and I opened the scripture. I said, if, if there's a fast you want me to do, show me. And so I opened the scriptures and it's Esther's fast, like right there on the page. And I'm like, wow, because <laughs> I knew Esther's fast was three days and three nights, no food, no water. And I'm thinking, well, I worked the graveyard shift at a gas station. So I'll have some solitude at least to do it. And, and I decided to read the Book of Mormon at that time because I, I had questions about it. And I said, Lord, you know, show me with, with clarity, um, the under, you know, help me to understand this book. And so I started, and within those three days, I finished the entire book. And I was just so hungry, like our brother was mentioning when he was in college, and he was just, you know, eating it all up, you know, reading that scripture and, and storing it. That's how it felt. And because it was so clear, and it was so good, that I was able to withstand the no food, no water, because I was feeding spiritually through the word. And so at the end of it, I, I needed to break my fast. And at this time, I had no money. And I said, you know, Lord, <laughs> I work in a gas station. There's food around me, but I don't want to steal. Um, so if you can, please help me to break this fast. And when I said that prayer, um, about five minutes afterwards, and it's about three to four in the morning, a man walks into the gas station. He comes to the counter. He puts down $5 and he says, that's for you. And then he leaves. And so I'm thinking, is he getting gas? <laughs> what is this for? So I go outside. There's nobody there. And, and I look 
to my left and there's a building, it was a buffet and it's $4.99 all you can eat. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, thank you. <laughs> and then within a week, I was back home and attending um, church in California again. And, and I knew that, that God had given me something um, at that point. And, and so it's one of those things that you store, like our brother said, it, it stays with you for life. And because it's personal, it doesn't matter what anybody says or tells me, I know what I asked of the Lord when I said, show me the meaning of your word. And so when he gave it to me with that clarity, I mean, that's, it's priceless. It's priceless. And, and developing that relationship and going to God and saying, show me, please help me. You said, because he writes it in the scriptures. He tells us, you know, he will reveal these things, these mysteries, even if, if you know, nobody else knows. He said, um, if you ask with true intent, with sincerity of heart, I will reveal those things to you. No, I'm going to answer their question because I'm not going to forget this time. But I did want to, I did want to say something. You know, you, it, Brother Arturo said, you don't forget those experiences you have in the Word of God. They stay with you. It made me think of the experience I had on May the 12th, 1994. Um, and that's when I had an experience about the Word of God, specifically when uh, my friends at one time, we used to play hockey, and then they wanted to go drink. And then it became they just wanted to drink. <laughs> and so I had to make a decision. And I remember I went home. I was like, no, I'm just going to go home. I went home and I began to read the word of God. And I was in numbers. Now, who would ever think you're going to get a message from God in numbers? Not me. <laughs> and I began to read in numbers. And literally, as I began to read, it started to talk about separating ourselves unto God. In the sixth chapter of numbers, it talks about a Nazarite vow. It says, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. It was to me, and I wrote down the date. I'll never forget that. That was the experience like Brother Arturo was saying that when God gives us those experiences, we never forget them. Just a powerful experience for me when I just kept doing what I know was right. God said, you know what? I see you and I'm showing it to you through my word. So what do I do to go back to your question? Because I don't want to forget any more of your questions. <laughs> is, you know, when I want to go deeper, when I don't have a, a great understanding of something, I lean upon my brothers, the brothers that are around me. Uh, I, I can tell you when I was younger, when we were in high school, um, I had some younger brothers, my, my, my natural brother, Patrick, Joe Gennetti, uh, Mark Palmieri. We were young together, but we were, we were knit together in the word of God specifically. We would go to Bible class together, and afterwards we would literally sit down in their basement, in our basement, and we would open up the word of God and we would learn together. We would have questions. So obviously continue to search the scriptures, continue to pray about it, but just lean upon, you know, iron sharpens iron, the scripture says. We make each other better. So just leaning upon my younger brothers and their understanding of a scripture and, and reading together and just, you know, just bringing, trying to get clarity together. Um, I just think that's very important that you don't do this trek or this journey in the word of God alone. Have your brothers or your sisters with you as you read that you might learn together. So that would be if I want to go deeper, I, and I still do that today. I text someone, what do you think about this? And we begin a dialogue over it. And before you know it, the spirit of God comes into a conversation and you have your answer. So many times we, I, I, I pray for understanding. I'm like, God, show me direction. Speak to me. I want to hear you speak. And I'll think, oh, I need like a vision or some dream or some <laughs> amazing thing to happen. And, and it's like the word of God is it sometimes seems so simple, but it's literally God's word. Like you read red text, that is the words of Christ Amen. speaking to you. What an opportunity we have to read that. That is the way many times in my life God has spoken to me personally 
So I, such an important part of, of our walk and being in communication with, uh, with the Lord. Before we sign off, do you guys have a, a specific scripture that is meaningful to you or is, or is one of your favorites that you go back to? I'll uh, use the scripture that I uh, had mentioned earlier, which is Alma 32, 27. And that's, uh, but behold, if you will awake and arouse your faculties, even to an experiment upon my words, and exercise a particle of faith, yea, even if you can no more than desire to believe, let this desire work in you, even until you believe in a manner that you can give place for a portion of my words. And I think part of it is because it's an experiment. I love science. And, and that's usually how I approach it when I talk to people. I say, you know, if you want to get to know God, treat this like an experiment. You know, you know, test your faith, exercise it. And even if you have that smallest little particle within you that says, are you out there, God? Can you talk to me? And he's saying, yes, he will. Even with that tiniest, and I've seen it. I, I worked with someone, again, back in like 99 at Home Depot. And he told me he believed in aliens. <laughs> but one day he said, you know, I want to, I want to, I'm desperate in my life right now. I need a better job. And I just had a child and I can't afford to keep living this way. And so, you know, you said, God will help. And I said, okay, um, what do you need? And he said, how do I talk to God? And I said, okay, well, we'll start with a prayer. I said, and just the way that you're talking to me, I said, but you have to believe that he's going to answer you. And so I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but a few days later, he tells me that that night he went home and he broke down and he he pleaded with God. He said, if you're out there, um, can you help me? And he had called this place to see if, um, if, if his application had been approved. And they said, we haven't even looked at it. And so he was a little bit distraught because he's thinking, you know, what am I going to do? But that next morning after he prayed at 6 a.m., he told me he got a call and it was that place. And they said, you're hired. And the thing that struck me was he said, I know it was that prayer. And so I knew that his faith was legitimate and that he had actually done this experiment and tested it. And he found the fruit that the Lord can provide in your life. And I don't know what happened with him after that. He got that job and I haven't seen him since, but, but I got to see how God can work with anyone in any moment. If they do that little thing, same thing with reading the scriptures. If you're struggling, ask God for some help and believe that he will help you. Maybe it's through brothers in the church. Maybe it's, it's some other way, but, but God will provide. That's a beautiful scripture. I love that scripture, brother. Um, and you know, that says, you know, it's good because it begins to swell and grow. It's a, that's a great one. You know, my mother stood up and testified one Sunday and she quoted somebody and it, it, it was something I'll never forget. I wrote it down. And it's to me, it, the word of God is alive. It's very hard. Like brother Arturo said, it's hard to pick one because the word of God is so alive. And, and she said this, there are large portions of God's word that we can only receive when we come into the places for which they were given. Hmm. And that just, I'm telling you, brothers, whenever, whenever that was said, it stopped me in my tracks. That, you know, the word of God is so alive that when we get to a certain place, the, the word of God ministers to us. Maybe the same scripture you read 30 times, it ministers to you differently because you're at the place where God has has purpose for that word to bless you. Just, just powerful. So my answer today um, is uh, 2 Nephi 33, 6. I glory in plainness, 
I glory in truth. I glory in my Jesus, for he hath redeemed my soul from hell. Uh, just to, I, I love that scripture because, I, first of all, I love Nephi. Uh, I just I love his story and, and who he was. But I love how personal that verse is and how simple that verse is. Because to me, when I'm teaching a lesson or something like that, I, I try to make things very simple. That's how my mind works. Not very complex. I glory in plainness. I glory in truth. I glory in my Jesus. It's so personal. So that, that verse has always been a blessing to me. You mentioned about how at different times in your life, the, the same scripture means something different because you're at a different place to receive it. I have 100% witnesses in my life. And lately, a scripture that for me has, has stood out as one of my favorites is Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8. It says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. And what it means to me is, if, if, if I'm trusting the Lord, I'm like that tree planted by water, that whatever happens to me, it's going to be okay, because I'm connected to the source. And that's one of the super important things about reading the scripture, is like, we have to be connected to Jesus Christ directly, if we're going to be able to flourish through whatever season of life we go through. Not only does the tree, the leaf stay green and the mm -hmm. tree is okay, but then it continues to bear fruit and it can be a blessing to other people as well. So reading the scripture is something that I just thank God for the opportunity he's given us to have his word, that it, it's a blessing to us. And when we're, when we're in it, it can be a blessing to other people as well. Brother Jared, I gotta. I would. I would be following you right now if you if, I, if you were speaking. But I want to just. I want to give you a scripture that that links right to what you were saying. Sure. And this this just goes to show you just what we're doing tonight. It's it's how it all comes together. But just to me, when you were reading that scripture, one of your favorites. If you, if the young people go to Psalm number one, yeah, it talks about the same thing. Planted by a river of water, your fruit comes in its season. Your leaf doesn't wither. And then it goes on to say this: and whatsoever thou doest shall prosper just 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 beautiful it goes into what what you were just saying i i love the word of god i brother arturo it's been great to meet you brother jared i <laughs> i know you you know so but this has been fantastic just we'll challenge the young people don't let your pages when you open your pages we don't want to hear a crack you want to make your pages <laughs> make your pages fluffy in your bible book of Mormon. make them fluffy amen all right and to everyone who's watching thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time I'm Andrew Tenorio from Edison, New Jersey. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment, and share this with somebody you know. Thank you. Thank you.